death and aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two cousins who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm MK. And I'm Monica. And um, I would like to start by apologizing for um, the last few episodes having some real shit audio quality. Um, I'm trying something new to hopefully work, but you know, I bought this headphones at a 7-Eleven for 100 baht, which is about $3. So again, I, mean, I have no idea. That's the job. Right. Um, also, uh, the sound is not coming into my headphones. I'm just using it for the microphone. So I can only hear out of one ear right now, which is a great, great look. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Now, before we go in on our own personal weeks, for anyone who follows our Instagram, and if you don't, what the hell are you doing? Hacked. Because something amazing. As you know, last week, our favorite scoop of vanilla ice cream had talked to us on our post, and he had liked posts of ours in the past, but this week, Mary Kate, I'll do a drum roll for you. This week, we were contacted by Joel Del Fuente himself, Mr. Dr. Johan Price. He commented on a picture of ours and shared it onto his Instagram story. And as you all know, I live in a different time zone than the rest of everyone who pays attention to this. So uh, I woke up in the morning to messages from Monica and Courtney freaking out that this had happened and literally called Monica still not even fully awake, just sobbing, crying. And because I was over at my boyfriend's house and I was like, okay, so this happened today. I explained to him the whole story and I was like, Mary Kate was asleep when this happened. I was like, so around 8.30 and 9.30, I am going to get a call from her. I can <laughs> 8.30 on the fucking dot. I get our, like the group chat call and I'm like, so did you see it? <laughs> what is happening? She's like, hold on. I have to look. She's like, I just saw the messages that you guys were sending. I didn't even look at anything yet. Yeah, I hadn't even opened Instagram yet. I literally just saw a screenshot from Courtney that he, that Joel had responded to one of my comments. And I didn't, I couldn't coherently form sentences. I was just like crying. I, I think I said, oh my God, 400 times. Yeah. And um, part of it is, part of it is just because I love him. And part of it is because, like, you guys know, I make all the content for our Instagram. And it's really interesting if you look, (laughs) I showed this to one of my friends who is a social media marketer, like that's his career. And um, if you look at the posts that I made last July when we first started this thing versus the posts that I make now, like I have taught myself so much about graphic design and about like social media and just like, the quality of the posts, the quality of the hashtagging and the timing and everything. Like I worked my ass off and for it to like got recognized was really validating. So it was not, I mean, and also like we've, this is episode 
32 of our podcast. So we've been doing this for half a year and we don't really have the highest listenership. Like we have 20 subscribers on YouTube, but also most of you who are watching this are not subscribed. So rude, subscribe. And even, uh, but here's the thing, Mary-Kate, I'm going to shame these MFers right now. The people that make our one video increase and stay at our number one viewed video are the people who have sneeze fetishes. Yeah. Okay? But the sneeze fetish people only watch that video, though. But, like, our average numbers are not super high, but our percentage of viewers versus subscribers doesn't make sense. Like, most of the people watching our videos are not subscribed to us. So, like, hi. Please subscribe. I know it might seem daunting and hard to want to do right now because of probably the show that we're doing. Like, I'm not going to lie. The show that we're doing right now, there is, like, a very niche group of people that watch it. And going into a, uh, starting a podcast on a show that no one fucking knows about, (laughs) not going to pick up right right away. Right. And also, like, I was talking to a friend this week about how, like, on average, YouTube channels take about two years before they start to actually have traction and, like, we're getting there. But um, it would just be nice. And also, like, I actually, like, um, had I had an interesting conversation this week with. So uh, I listened to the podcast Scrubbing In with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad, which Becca was on the bachelor and tanya is ryan seacrest's co-host on his morning radio show and they have a podcast but the 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 community like the people who listen to that podcast we call ourselves scrub sisters and honestly it is the most supportive community of anyone i've ever been in contact with online like they're the best people and a girl um literally said told me she was like i don't like horror I'm a baby I can't like handle any of it I can't watch any of it but I'll still listen to your podcast just to support a scrub sister so I appreciate the people who will listen to us even though they don't know what the fuck we're talking about <laughs> those are my favorite that's, that's very true and like I I know like getting into it this is obviously a very uh daunting task but I know like once Mary-Kate comes home, I feel like the dynamic of the podcast will work a lot differently. Yeah. Um, watching people with very uh, hectic and different backgrounds every week. Well, Mary-Kate's is always the same. Mine is very, like, remotely similar, but... Well, mine's it, sometimes different of... when I, like, go on vacation or, like, decide to sit in my living room instead of in my bed. But, like, it's usually True. still a beige or white wall. <laughs> exactly. Um... Whereas, like, when, when she gets home and we're able to be together, like, I want to do, like, fun little segments in between the shows to, like, break up this big, like, hour-long hunk of time that we spend talking about an episode. Yeah, we're gonna um, have, we're gonna have, first of all, we're gonna have way better audio quality because we'll be able to actually use, like, a microphone recording system that is not, because we record this via Zoom, and so then I can clean up the audio a little bit on recording stuff, but it's never going to be great because I have to deal with internet connection and feedback and two different cameras running at the same time and two different types of microphones because of however we're recording. So it's just not ideal. And like, 
God bless everyone who does their podcast remotely all the time. Like I cannot imagine. I'm so tired of this, but like when we're in the same place and we are filming together, we will have more cohesive, like background. We'll have better sound equipment. We'll be able to do interesting things that are not just staring at us talking. We'll be able to like have fun like makeup segments and because I mean the whole point of this podcast started as Monica does special effects makeup and I talk shit out of my ass forever um so (laughs) we can do more of that so it's opportunity and timing where it's like we picked the best yet worst time to start a podcast best timing in the sense that we both have free time when we first started we both had a lot of yeah well basically I have wanted to do a podcast for years and I've always said that I wanted to do a podcast but I didn't have any idea what I wanted to do and I didn't really know who to do it with because I wasn't about to just do a podcast of me just talking to myself (laughs) yeah um which I mean I could lots of people do podcasts by themselves but it's not really interesting to just talk at people and then I got this idea and I talked to Monica and this was in May of 2020 so like right at the height of quarantine pandemic everybody's world falling apart needing something to do to make us not want to yeet ourselves out windows we were like perfect we started recording got everything set up by July and it was great but I live in a different country than she does yeah and like the amount of times that like either and especially with time zones and in that point in quarantine like when we first started I was not easy to work with in the morning because like there with her having a like she would my 8 30 was her 9 30 at the time oh yeah at that and, at that time we were 11 hours apart not 12 yeah so like my 8 30 was her 9 30 and it was rough because like I would be up to like five in the fucking morning because time was a fucking construct made by man and that it just didn't exist to me anymore during quarantine it was just and the thing is for me I'm not in America I haven't had the same issues that people in America have had with quarantine which doesn't mean that my struggle is better or worse it just means it's different and unfortunately the place that I work um we never closed. Like we had a few weeks here and there, like a couple, the weeks in May when Monica and I first started planning everything, I was off of work. Um, but I never, I still worked 7.30 to five every day, five days a week. And I teach outside of school as well. So I actually work six days a week and that never stopped for me. Um, so it was hard because Monica was living in this world where time was not a reality but I still had a very strict time schedule that I needed to work around so at the beginning like honestly our 2021 resolution was to not look like shit in our YouTube videos Mm -hmm. because some of those videos thank you guys for still watching them because we looked like garbage yeah yeah like there were days where I just like would roll out of bed in the morning and be like I'm here you got me. Here we go. So, um, but like recording, recording at night for me, and like now that me and Mary Kate, like 
and because now that we're recording on her Sunday and like she isn't going to church right now and I do nothing on Saturday night because I have one friend and it's my boyfriend and my friend Casey but like I don't see them we don't do things and it's still a panoramic outside so um I'm not like <laughs> going to yeah. do things yeah so like my but, my work is opened up still like I'm still teaching and like the kids are back at school but um our uh, my church is still closed so I can watch services online but I can't go to church so Sunday morning when I'm already awake because I'm used to going to church in the morning I now have time which means that we are a little bit better off for recording I don't know what's going to happen when church open back, opens back up <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I, I'm still good with morning. Like, I'm better than I was in the middle of quarantine because I kind of have a sleep schedule. Where, like, if I go to bed at 1 or 2, and then I can still wake up at 8.30 if I need to. But, like, during the hype of quarantine, it was, I was up to, like, 5.30, 6.30, and I yes. had to wake up in two hours to film. And it was just... I would literally be sitting there, and I would check my Facebook Messenger or, like, my Facebook, because I'd be, obviously, awake and during the day and, like, talking to people. And it would be, like, Monica Lodic active two hours ago. And I'd be, like, this fucking bitch better wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I, I, there was, there was, I think one time that it was rough. There was one time, there was one time when there was, there was one time when there was other stuff going on that Monica had uh, neglected to tell me about, um, which if she had told me what was going on, I would not have been upset because it was personal family things that like, I totally obviously cared a lot about once I found out, but bitch did not tell me. And then she slept through my call 18 calls in a row. And I literally texted her and said, like, I cussed her the fuck out. I was so mad. And then she woke up and was like, you can't fucking talk to me that way. And I was like, you right. But uh, communication, bitch. Yeah, because what happened was is so the, the, the thing that happened had happened. And yeah. I was sleeping downstairs. And I, because after everything had happened, I was talking to the people that had concerned. And I fell asleep downstairs while my phone and laptop were still up. Now, mind you, before I went downstairs, I had just exited a call with my boyfriend at the time, but like the little window on my laptop was still open saying that I had just got off the call with him. So it kept saying that I was in a call on Facebook. Yeah. So I'm calling her and it's telling me that she's ignoring my call because she's talking to someone else. So I am like. fuck bitch so like, i could see why mary kate was angry because she was like out of the loop this is all this shit like just all like happened at once and then i just right. passed so out basically was- we have both had to learn a lot about communication <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> we, uh, and um honestly that whole tangent was basically just to say thank you for supporting us through this nonsense and hopefully eventually this will be a good podcast yeah i have i have a lot of faith i have a lot of faith in this it's gonna and especially i really i really wanted to say what our special episode is to get people excited but it's way too early for that way too early for that but just know that when it happens 
people will be excited for it. So yeah. So also just so everyone's aware, I am obviously we keep talking about when I'm home. I am moving home relatively soon. Um so there will be a couple weeks where we're gonna have some um not new content. We will still be posting an episode every week, but there might be some like blooper and or compilation episodes going out just because um, while traveling, I will not be able to record. Um, So I'm basically going to be like, yeah, packing and moving and traveling. I'm not going to be able to record. So basically I'm going to be taking stuff we already have, editing it ahead of time and pre-setting it to go out when it's time to go out so that I don't have to think about it for a few days because like um it's a 26 hour flight for me to come home yeah you're gonna be traveling for more than an actual day so and that's um, just the actual flight like that's not including packing my apartment going to the bank and closing my bank account closing out everything at work like getting to and from airports uh like all of the things that I have to do are going to be shut your I keep thinking about how fast it's actually happening and I'm very excited to go home but the anxiety I have about the things that I need to do in order to get home mm-hmm. um but in other news because when we're filming this, this is a week of Valentine's Day. It is, in fact, actually um, Valentine's Day right now for me. So, uh, happy my second Valentine's. They're really cute, and like it sucks because like last week you we were talking, and you're like, oh yeah, it's Valentine's Day. So the episode you listened to last week was uh, was Valentine's Day's episode. Um, but you know what's a week later, right? So my what is time? gem sweetheart literal gem and i he wants me to minecraft with him and i'm like well i want to be the witch who lives in the woods with a cottage and domesticates all the foxes and if we can't really do that minecraft and i got very upset about that because i love foxes so he being the gem that he is got me a minecraft fox because i can't domesticate him and I named him Scout. And I think that it's the perfect name for him. He is so adorable and so derpy. But because everything is kind of like rectangular, it kind of gives me a Perry the Platypus vibe. Oh my Not God, I lie. love Perry the Platypus. Um, I did actually get a very wonderful Valentine's present. Um, it was from an eight-year-old because, you know. <laughs> but um, Your kiddos. My kiddos. Uh, I got a card and it said... Actually, no, I'm going to read it because I fucking cried when I got it. Hold on. It's a... It's in my backpack. Backpack, backpack, backpack. I teach my kids that song and whenever we have homework and it has to go into their backpack, they start singing it. It's very cute. I started a cult. <laughs> um, so this card... Children. It's beautiful. Aww. And it says, Happy Valentine's Day to my special teacher, SMK. Happy Valentine's Day greeting for my dear teacher. The way you teach, the care you take, the love you shower makes you the best teacher. 
Wish you all the happiness and joy this day. And it came with this 24 karat gold plated rose. Damn, an eight-year-old's treating you better than any boyfriend. Right, this eight-year-old girl is treating me better than any man I have ever met in my life. Did I say eight-year-old boy? No, you just said eight-year-old. Oh, okay. But, well. Yep. So, whoever is my Valentine's next year has a lot to live up to. Yeah. An eight-year-old just blew your ass out of the water. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. Nope. You want to know who else needs good luck? These characters in Hemlock Grove this week. I'll tell you that much. Um, that was, yeah. That was a kind of segue. No, it was a great segue. I just don't really uh, have any idea what to say about this episode but you also want you want to know what when price posted because this this, this kind of leads into this when price posted this he was like hemlock grove love there ain't nothing like it and i was like if only he knew how we talk about the show though <laughs> if only he knew the problem like, is i do no i love him and i love his character and like I told him, I commented back to him and I told him that like trying to understand his character and pick his brain is the most satisfying part of this podcast. And I think the acting is very well done. I think there is some really great conceptual things happening. Like last week I was freaking out about how interconnected all of the mythology really truly is and how good they're doing with that there's just a disconnect between the potential and the result yeah which is unfortunate it's it's like we had said this before in like later in uh earlier episodes that um it was if we weren't having to sit down and analyze this show the way that we do every week, um, I don't think we would dislike it as much as we do. I, I would still, that- I would still find myself questioning why when I got to like the ends of things, but I think I would yeah. genuinely enjoy the show because, for the most part, the dialogue is funny. The the um, the mythology is really interesting. They've got. The most attractive actors. They really do. Um, it's just that hope- when, when anytime you take anything and do this to it, it stops being as enjoyable as it would yeah. be if you brainlessly watched it. And like, I honestly, like this episode, there were some moments where they were and then like this whole episode was kind of but interesting at the same time and by the end of the episode I was like holy shit that's where they're leaving us off what the hell is going to happen now 
where it was like that same okay the pace is starting to pick up that we had in season two and I'm like great my I'm gonna get all excited and then it's all gonna fucking suck again and I can't wait so yeah I just I don't know like the thing is I I genuinely there were really really good things in this episode But I've realized they're spending a lot of time on plot points that I don't care about. Um, but like I was saying, it was, it was like, I, I want to see that they're putting these plot points in for a greater purpose and focusing in on these things because it's all going to make sense. But because of their track record, I know it won't. <laughs> I know it won't. And that's the most upsetting thing I think about it is because like, we're learning about all these things that we don't know of that potential, but because they're focusing so much in on the these side things, that it has to have some like insane repercussion type of thing, like you know. Yeah. So when I think closing, like, so I think like one thing like, and it's one of those things where I think they take what the fans are reacting well to and try to run with that, but they didn't do a great job like last season the Destiny Andrea storyline was like probably top 10 best storylines. Everybody loved it. Everybody loved seeing Destiny happy, blah, blah, blah. Of course it's Hemlock Grove, so nobody can be happy. I get that. But this season they were like, okay, fans were reacting really, really well to Destiny and Andrea. So we're going to make Andrea a bigger character and give us some conflict. Only I don't care about any of it. Yeah. Because that the at the end of the day, it's gonna make a like it's it's giving me the vibes where the testicle drug guy, was yeah, in like it's season. just it's just there for extra there conflict. Yeah, exactly. When there's already enough conflict going on, and mind you, this is episode four, and after I think Peter and Roman talked for like five minutes in last week's episode. They have not been integral together like they should be. Yeah, right now. and I think and- I think like season one was very much about Peter. Yes. When and Roman then as the season developed, Roman became a more important character. And I think that makes sense. And I do think Roman's character is more compelling, truthfully. And I think him being the main character makes more sense because really Olivia's kind of the main character. Yeah. Which means Roman really is because his conflict with Olivia is the main issue. But yeah. Peter honestly feels unimportant. Like this episode, I could have done without all of Peter's scenes, which is not great. Like I love Peter as a character, but the way they're writing his plot this season, we could just skip all of the Peter and Destiny stuff and have the same season. Yeah, I feel, as of right now, yes. It'd be a lot shorter. We would still probably be on episode one, but... I mean, no, we would have plenty. These are such long episodes. True. This one was only 54 minutes, but um, last week was 57, and episode six is 59 minutes. Great. I yeah. smack my head and head with the brush. I kind of hurted. So this episode is episode four. 
season three. It is called Every Beast, which I did not understand. No, um, it didn't. Came out on October 23rd, 2015. It was rated 7.8 stars, which is the highest so far this season, which I do not think it deserved. True. Um, it was directed by Mark Jobst, who uh, prior to directing was a theater director and actor. He directed a bunch, he's British, and directed a bunch of stuff like EastEnders and Casualty and Upstairs, Downstairs, which are very British dramas. Um, but he also directed a little bit of Hannibal. And then since Hemlock Grove, he's gone on to direct um, The Punisher, Runaways, Luke Cage, Daredevil, Black Sails, and The Witcher. So like, great director. But I do think that Hemlock Grove was kind of his trial run. It was him yeah. getting his feet wet, and then he has gone on to be a great director since then, but I wouldn't say this was his best work. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and then it was written by Evan Dunsky, who wrote episodes one and six in season two, which might have been two of our least favorite episodes of season two. Like, episode six was the one we said we could have just skipped altogether. Yes. So. Great. Our blurb says, Peter makes a bold move to head off a war between the gypsies and the Croatian mob. After an antagonizing detox, Price delivers disturbing news. And that's, and that's all I have to say on that one, which once again, they're not wrong. And honestly, it's not a terrible blurb. Um, except for what character was in this episode the most? Roman and Annie. Roman and Annie, who are not in the blurb at all. True. So, not the worst blurb, but still slightly confusing. All right. Yawned. Um, so, the episode starts with Destiny and Andreas in bed getting ready. Uh, Andres is getting ready to go to his bachelor party. And um, Destiny has got to be like the chillest fiance ever. Mm-hmm. She, she 100% just, is. She said, uh, you can have a stripper for no hookers. I was like, yeah. okay. She's like, strippers are cool. Hookers are not. And then he's basically saying like he didn't want to go to the bachelor party at all. And she's like, bitch, why? Go. Mm-hmm. And um, then I realized that Andreas was pretending to have a bachelor party to pull off the heist, and I immediately mm-hmm. got angry. Yep. And I wrote, not cool, bro. Not at all. Um, like, this is like his attitude in the following scenes where they're talking about this like he does love destiny and that that sweetheart that we had seen in season two like we are finally getting to know who andreas is as a person deep down and it kind of really sucks because he has such a good character towards destiny but he does some really shitty things which it would be interesting for them to write a character like that if like 
they still showed that he was a sweet and caring person, but he was just mixed up in some bad apples. Because that's I genuinely think that's what I, it was. I thought that's what it was too until this episode. And um and I think Peter did as well. Like I think Peter also was just like you were raised as part of this culture, didn't have somebody like my mom who was there to show you that there was a different way of doing things. Because like Linda, obviously she ran some scams. She did her shit. Duh, she's in, she got arrested. But she was a good was- person. And she gave Peter and Destiny a moral compass that I don't know that everyone in their extended family had. Yes. So there was this sense that like the whole once a gypsy, always a gypsy kind of thing. And that like, this is just how they lived. And in order, and like Peter just really wanted him to go straight until you find out what happened. Like until this episode, when we find out the truth. Really what went down. And um, which. It's very, very upsetting. Yeah. Um, so then we have the credits. And then after the credits, uh, we go to our boy, Johan Price. And he, uh, my note says, oh, Johan is still on the crazy train, I see. Because he is just talking into his little recorder thing but like straight losing it while he's doing it yeah like he's talking in some like weird not weird voice but he'd be like yeah. it was like you're good he's like that's just here i said um and i'm like okay Our, the way he said comma he was like comma and then he like, was he was straight losing it um but the one interesting the one interesting thing we do find out from his little speech is that Spivax species is amphibious, not reptilian. Which I'm like, great. It is a stingray frog. Sea serpent. A sea serpent. I mean, because snakes are reptiles, but a sea serpent would be more amphibious because they have to live in water. He's a frog. But you know, Jormunder, the sea serpent. We just learned about this last week. I know, but I just like to picture his like weird like tentacle, not tentacles, that's not what that was. His weird like stingray body, but like doing the hello, my baby, hello, my darling, hello. My dad. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's an. It is 11.30. So basically, he's Michigan J. Frog from the WB, but also a stingray. Honestly, yeah. Am I wrong? Where, where's the lie? Nowhere. <laughs> and then some quarantine containment thing goes off. And Price gets stuck in the little pod that he is in without his drugs. Big oof. And we thought Price was crazy on the drugs. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. That's from an Aerosmith song. 
I was just about to say that. Did I send you that TikTok? Yes, I did. Either I sent yes, you sent it to me. Yeah. Yeah, fun fact, the oh no from TikTok is actually an Aerosmith song sped up to 1.5. You're welcome. The more you know. Oh my God, sorry. You just said you're welcome. And it reminded me of what the drama of my life this week has been. Because we didn't really, we talked about price and Valentine's Day, but we didn't actually say anything about our weeks, which is fine. We don't need to go into it, except that we realized that everyone in my office has some weird catchphrase. One thing that they just say all the time and didn't realize that they say all the time. And apparently mine is you're welcome. But like they make fun of how I say it. Like I just say it really enthusiastically all the time. Like I'm like, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> to the point where, um, you know, the character from Awkward on MTV who like um, she every time she says anything, she's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. They they were watching compilation videos of that. Just her saying you're welcome. And being like, this is you. Oh my god. So when the way you just said you're welcome reminded me of the fact that now I cannot say you're welcome without thinking of that ever again. That's fantastic. <sighs> anyway. Also, I got a family pack of Chips Ahoy White Fudge Chocolate Chunky Chips at Cookies. Cookies. And I shall eat these while I'm half awake at 4 a.m. Just thought everyone should know. I'm getting so tired. Okay. Um, then we go to a scene with Peter and Andreas and they're at the like clubhouse and um I don't, they're fighting about the drug heist still. And I have no idea what Peter said, um, but it was not kind because I wrote, damn, Peter, that was fucking savage. Yeah. Oh, I do remember what he said. That was fucking savage. Sorry. I just thought of it. So um, he's talking about how all of this is going to go south and everything's going to go bad. And he is like, what happened to buying an ice cream truck? And like, Andres is like still gonna do that and he's like yeah blah 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 like you're gonna get um oh basically like you're gonna get killed doing all this and then he goes make he said so you're gonna leave my cousin like high and dry make sure to knock her up so that her kid never knows its father and I was like damn damn but then my next note says but not as fucking savage as the Croatians because those bitches killed everybody. Yeah. Like the main like six of them were obviously they get killed. But, like the rest of their guys were just murdered and like laying on their faces. They were like lined hands, like, up. They were lined up like a firing squad. Yeah. And it was rough. Very Ooh. rough. Then the next scene is Annie and Roman and they're leaving the whole zombie shit show and um, Roman's distraught and he says um, everything that I told you about Letha last night you can't tell anyone like Peter can never find out he would never understand and Annie says I'm very good at keeping secrets. 
And I wrote, oh, are you? Um, because fun fact, about three days before I watched this episode, I was looking for uh, pictures to put on the Instagram. And I clicked on Annie's bio on the Hemlock Wiki and where it says family, I said, Olivia Godfrey, mother. And then I said, sorry, what? So then I continued to read and I texted Monica. And I said, I just spoiled something for myself. And she said, it's fine, tell me. And I said, remember that uh, gypsy baby that in season one, I thought had something to do with Linda and uh, Peter. I knew the gypsy baby was gonna come back. I just didn't realize how. Fun fact, mm -hmm. that gypsy baby is Annie. And I'm fully convinced that she knows that Roman's her brother. And this episode, this will honestly comes out and it's unveiled later in this episode. Which um, I was very happy that they talked about it in this episode because I didn't know if I was going to be able to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. And <laughs> so it, when she texted me about this like three days ago and then we both watched the episode. She watched it last night. I watched it today. And for it to be like Actually, no, I watched it Friday at work instead of doing my work for the last two hours I was at work. And that was a mistake because this episode was not safe for work. No, definitely not. Not at all. Um, but when she texted me that, I was like, I'm not surprised because we had already gotten kind of a little bit of a spoiler where it was like Roman really needs to check his bloodline before he finds another girlfriend. Yes. And I was like, and we had been warned by friends who had seen this season that it was going to be like extra incesty, and we were afraid that that was going to mean some Olivia Roman shit that we were not prepared for. But um, thank God it isn't. It's just that uh, Roman's in love with another one of his half sisters. I'm still scared that some Roman and Olivia shit will happen. He's already fucked two of his sisters. He really can't fuck his mom, too. Like, that's just a lot. Listen. I don't make the rules. His mom, for his mo own mother forced him to rake, rake his other sister. I'm censoring ourselves so we don't get demonetized. We've never um, been monetized to get demonetized. True. <laughs> but y'all y'all what I mean. Y'all y'all know what I mean. He was his mother forced him to force himself upon us his, his other half sister. And his mom was way too sensual with him in all of season one. Way too sensual. Way, way too sensual. There were times where I thought she was just going to kiss him right on the lips like Tom Brady kisses his son. <laughs> I am on a roll tonight. Wow. <laughs> um, and then she, they decide they're going to go rob a bank. Which, the way that it was edited made it seem really funny. I already knew what they meant, like, as soon as they said mm -hmm. it, because I watch a lot of vampire shows. Um, 
but it was like Roman was like staring blankly and he's like we're, we need to hunt then and she's like no let's go rob a bank and then it just flashes to the next scene so like you have no idea what the fuck they're gonna do although robbing an actual bank I don't know how that would help them yeah I don't think it would have so I think the only option was to rob a blood thing but um and then we go to a scene with olivia um and she's getting dressed and she calls klaus well she calls price and uh klaus answers the phone and was like yeah price can't come to the phone right now he's indisposed and she's like she literally goes Tell him to wipe his ass. I'll be there in 15 minutes. (laughs) And then turns out that she is starting to have like weird gray veins and her skin is all decrepit and uh, she's looking real gross. Mm. And then we go to uh, Shelly at the Rooster Poot. And Ador is talking to her. Um, they set up a cute little stage with lights and stuff. And she's reading a book. And he's like, what are you reading? And she says that like Emily Dickinson, the poet, was like her only friend when she was growing up. And he starts quoting a beautiful Emily Dickinson poem. And I literally wrote, of course, Ador can just drop some Emily Dickinson and melt Shelley. BDE right there. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, my my new obsession is this man who talks like Matthew McConaughey and just has like the biggest big big dick energy I've ever seen. Yeah, honestly, Shelly has a crush on him. I have a crush on him. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I always have crushes on so many of the other male characters, but I just remember Roman. So I'm like, no, it's not possible. Dude. I mean, Bill Scars finds this shit. I'm so sorry. Ignore it. I mean, we I we also had the realization that after Joel De La Puente liked our stuff, if you ever actually listen to this podcast, um, the number of times that I've asked him to choke me and on other uncomfortably sexual things is uh, a lot, a lot. Um, it was really funny because right after having this conversation about how uncomfortable it would be if he saw how much I wanted him to choke me out, I went on Twitter and someone had tweeted and it said, I would kindly request uh, Joel De La Puente to beat the shit out of me. And he <laughs> and he retweeted it and was like, this is um very disturbing. And I go, ooh, I've said very, and I literally tweeted back at the him from the podcast Twitter and was like, yeah, I've said very similar things. <laughs> so as Shelly's there at the rooster poot this guy comes up to her and he's saying all this like horrible shit about how he believes that she's a murderer and like she's the ugliest thing he's ever seen and like she must have had some real fucked up karma in a past life to look like that and then and my, my favorite thing was he because he, he was like just admit that you killed killed her or killed him and she's like yeah I kill I kill everything I kill dogs animals cats all this shit and she's like and people she's like kill 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 it's my natural calling she's like and you want to know what i would remember that she's like because this and she was pointing to like her her big, big eye. eye she's like this 
never closes. So I'll always be watching you. And remember that when you go to sleep tonight. And I was like, <laughs> Shelly said, fuck you. Dude. I was like, so Shelly done snapped. And then, like, Target Matthew McConaughey is sitting over on the sidelines. And he's just like, good job, kid. He's literally a Target Matthew McConaughey. Because he's not <laughs> quite Matthew McConaughey. He's not as bad to be a Walmart or a Dollar Tree version. Matthew McConaughey. He's like his target. If like Matthew McConaughey was Saks Fifth Avenue, he'd be the Saks off Fifth Avenue. Yes. Um. Uh, then we go back to the whole um, dead werewolf thing, and everybody's kind of freaking out, and Andreas is like losing his shit, and Peter is very calmly like telling them what they're going to do, and of course Andreas gets pissed off that Peter is like trying to be in charge, but my note was just that Andreas is reacting incredibly emotionally, and at this point we don't know why. We find out later why. He's like, it's not like he's making these decisions or going based on this shit, based off of like impulse or like because i was thinking maybe he's a wolf and we don't know or maybe there's something some weird shit right like for a while i thought he he must also be a wolf because he's just been so jumpy and like stressed out and like aggressive the last few episodes and he's also been very skittish like yeah. very skittish but i mean when you're hiding massive secrets from everyone you know and they're getting people you care about killed well i'd be skittish too ass hat yeah yep but so we don't at this moment know why he's reacting so emotionally but he is he's acting very emotional and peter is basically like i'm gonna go find out who's in who was behind this set up a meeting you're gonna clean up and he was so he was like you're gonna scrub every inch of this he's like he was like put the bodies in a truck take them out somewhere, blah, 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 like leave them. And at this point it's still winter. He's like, leave them. So they freeze so that the bodies decompose slower so that we have more time and you're going to scrub this place till there's no blood. And when there's no blood left anywhere, you're going to scrub it again. And I'm going to figure it out because I'm the only one using my fucking head right now. Yeah. Um, then Andreas and, and <clears throat> what later we'll know as is, uncomfy conscience i'm not gonna say they are like his guilty conscience yeah calls Stephanie and tells her that he loves her and that he she gave him a really nice watch with a note that said i love you oh my god but it was really funny because she he she he made her super sus in that like she was super suspicious of him in that after that phone call because she already had a weird feeling because it's Stephanie and she always knows when something's fucked up but in that phone call, he, she was like, did you like my surprise? And he was like, obviously, he just got surprised with half of his men dead. So he was like, what the fuck? What do you mean your surprise? Mm-hmm. And she was just talking about the watch that she gave him. And so, like, it was just, like, real, real awkward. Yeah. It wasn't, like, their normal dynamic, which obviously later is understand why. Um so after all that fun jazz um he hangs up the phone they say love you bye byes now after that last scene where after um andreas hangs up on destiny 
the next scene, as you can see, I'm very stressed out about it because my hair is going up. Oh. It's blood bank time, baby. Um, they go to the blood bank and they rob the blood bank, which is all well and good. But it's what happens inside the blood bank that is questionable, especially given the information that me and Mary Kate had just found out on our own <laughs> and not even in the show yet. My, Imagine uh, if we known this and found out in this episode after this. Oh my god, if I didn't already know when I watched this, I might have, no, I would have still been uncomfortable. I might have been less uncomfortable, but I still would have been uncomfortable. My note says I'm V uncomfy with this sexual blood orgy because um, they, I'm not super, I mean, obviously they're related and that's weird, but I wouldn't have been super uncomfortable with them feeding and then fucking. Yeah, it was the whole feet. like pouring blood all over each other and like dancing in blood and like licking it off of each other and like and mind you while this is happening like they didn't take these blood bags and do this in the privacy of their home they're doing they it in right the blood bank where anyone could walk in and on top of that um the fact that he is inserting himself inside of her while there's like already blood like on their front and back parts because all the blood's hanging from the ceiling. I'm like, bro, if y'all were humans, you would have contracted something. So like, stop that right now. No, and stop then like, but about. like literally when she started like, when he started like licking the blood off of her titties, I was like, ooh. Mm. And like, obviously- if it wasn't weird, Annie would wear the pants in the relationship. She literally grabbed this motherfucker's face, tilted it up, and, like, poured the blood in it. Like, aggressively. But, like, sexually aggressive. Like, you know what I mean? But then he put, lifted he, her up and, like, threw her on a table. And in that moment, that's when I knew I wish I was Annie. I'm sorry, Bill Skarsgård. We saw his butt again. He did. And once again, I was very uncomfortable because his butt to shoulder ratio doesn't make sense for me. That's why me and Bill Skarsgård had the same, our asses are built the same. We built, we built the same, bro. We have tall asses and it's not wide. Tall, not wide. And we have the fucking ham hocks for a wide ass, but we don't have the wide ass for the ham hocks. Yeah. It's not fair. I am that lucky, luckily built human being where my uh, hip and ass to waist, like um, Sir Mix-a-Lot wrote a song about me because there's literally a 10 inch difference between my waistline and my ass line. And me, it's like my hips are really thick you would like, like from the front, you think, wow, she's got a rocking ass. Then I turn to the side and go, where'd they go? That's a magic trick. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Gone. Disappeared. It's like, it's like, it's like the, what, what's the, how do you do that? Where it's like the, the, how do people do that trick? 
Oh, it's it's this. Yeah, the sliding thumb. Yeah. Oh, it's the. I can't. I can't. I can't. Oh, now you do this. Yeah. And you go, whoop, whoop, yeah. I figured it out. That's, that's how my, me from the front, me from the side. <laughs> my, ass, my ass from the front, my ass from the side. God, so, I'm so tired. So then um, as they're literally like, it, it got really graphic too. Like, like I said, I was watching it at work, which was a big mistake because it was straight up pornography. Um, yeah, like you saw a real close up of Annie's like actual nipples way too many times. But also like, you know how um, we made the comment in uh, when we watched Halloween about how there's no way that what was happening on that bed was actually sex. The, the motions in this scene were, um, there, that was that was sex. They said, you want to know what? Here's a fun thing for Bill to do. You're going to film a porno and it's going to go in a show and you're going to actually have to fuck this woman. And action. Um, so while they're uh, doing that, um, a security guard walks in. And um, Roman immediately like gets off of Annie and uh, they both walks over to him, ding, flinging out. They both, well, no, they both grab their clothes. No, Roman was naked for that whole end scene until before they left. Oh, I thought Literally. he. I thought he also pulled his pants on. I don't know. My eyes were locked on that fucking ass. That whole of course scene. they were. <laughs> Um, so then, um, Roman immediately jumps to this man's going to kill us. So I'm going to kill him first. Whereas Annie's like, please just let us leave. Like she's trying to calm down. She's trying to get dressed. She's apologizing. And I realized in this moment that Annie hates being OPR even more than Roman does. Mm-hmm. Which is saying something. They're like the perfect depressed couple. Yeah. Depressed incest couple. They'll make more incest babies. Um, so then we go to Peter um, finding the tongue and wanting to know how, like, why he double-crossed them, which uh, he, um, he did, in fact, call that happening, so um that uh but basically that scene was really dumb it was just peter attacking this guy and he the guy was like listen he he was there like i don't know anything he's like well that's and the leader of the croats and he was like i don't have any authority i don't have any power i can't do it he's like i don't care make it happen yeah find and me who i need to as talk he has to. like as he has his fingernail up to his eye godfather you don't need to put a horse's head in anyone's bed i'm going to be honest you disappeared 
for a minute there. I got finger to the eye, Godfather. Oh, I think <laughs> this is the Godfather. No one's going to be putting a horse's head in somebody's bed. Like, y'all need to relax. Yeah, it was straight up. I mean, I mean, we are working with the mob, so like. Well, true. And then we go back to Roman dropping Annie off at her hotel. And um, he's like, you can still stay with me. And she's like, no, I need to be alone. And he's like, really? He's like, when will I see you again? And she just gets out of the car. And I wrote, poor Roman, falling in love with his sister again. <laughs> um, yeah, as I literally was, I wrote a note that said, poor sad Roman. Sad, sad Roman. Uh, and, then uh, we go to what might be my favorite scene in the whole episode. Um, Price is still locked in his box and is straight up losing it as he is going through withdrawal symptoms. And Olivia is there and she's like, try and talk to him. And Price just screams. I fucking hate boxes. But he says it in like, (laughs) such an intense way and like so like ridiculous that I said it's now my second favorite dialogue line of dialogue ever right after I don't like sand (laughs) which if you don't know what that line is from you should not be watching this if you don't know what I don't like sand is from did you even fucking live have you been on any any social media ever in your life? Because if you're a Gen Zer, you have to know it because it's on TikTok all the fucking time. And if you're a millennial, you watched that movie when it came out. Facts. And if you're a cusper, you do both. <laughs> yes, me, baby. The amount of times that me and Cody will just stare at each other and go, I don't like sand. I'll be like, yeah, it's rough, of course. You could say <laughs> So um then Olivia and Roman or and Price are just screaming at each other from out one. She's outside the box and he's inside the box and they're yelling at each other. And she's like, Why are you? What was that? Like an old married couple. Like an old married couple, but it was, she was like, Are you hiding Shelly in the White Tower? And he's like, You lost Shelly. And they just start screaming at each other. And then they're talking about the video. Jelly. he's like are you fucking kidding me what the fuck and then she's like why are you watching rat cannibal porn and he's like that's what lab rats are for and she's like she's like what does it have to do with what's wrong with me and he's like not everything in this lab or this planet is about you olivia and they're just screaming at each other and i said i should not be fucking laughing at these two idiots as hard as i am right now but i'm dying it was pretty pretty comical to watch. Um, and then Olivia, I wrote fake compassion. Olivia is my least favorite Olivia because she's talking to Klaus and she's like, we both just need to like love him back to health right now. He's going through some things that we need to be there for him. And like, it's so smart of you to lock him in this cage to like withdraw, like get him through withdrawal. And Klaus is like, validation validation and then she's like bitch let him out 
Yeah, because then she was like, if you don't, I will make sure that you're fired and he will know of this little stunt of yours. And I was like, damn, Olivia. She's like, your career and your reputation will never survive this if you don't listen to me. Um, But then her phone rings and it is uh, Isaac. And he's like, yo, uh, Shelly came home, but she's robbing your house. Yeppers. I need to take my lashes off because this eye looks like it's half closed and I look like I'm having a stroke. Oh, cool. So, um, so Olivia leaves to go deal with the Shelly situation, which means uh, Price is still locked in a box. Um, then we go to a scene where Annie is crying in the shower and taking a bullet out of her arm. And it's very sad. Get shot by the security guard yeah. in that scene. Then, um, we go back to Destiny, and she's watching a wedding show and getting really frustrated, and turns it off. And then the not there's a knock on a door, and she immediately gets terrified because you know, like intuition, shit's not going right. She knows something's up. But then it's just her friends for her bachelorette party. And I was like, I didn't know Destiny had friends. Yeah, me neither. So that was weird. Um, Then we go back. Oh, we skipped a scene somewhere in there that I didn't write any notes about. um, Where Peter is basically cut off by some dudes in the Croatian mob. And they give him an iPad with some secret information on it. And we don't get to see and what they, it is. All they say is it starts and it ends here. And they like drop it and then leave it and they leave. Yeah. Um, and so then, then we go back to Peter and the other guys. And he's basically like, this is what the plan's going to be. And they're like, we have a plan. We're going to kill everybody. And he's like, no, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to go for Milan's head, like blah, blah, blah. And he, But he's clearly knows something that he isn't telling Andreas, mm-hmm. which we now know, but at that moment I was like, I don't know what Peter knows, but it's not good. Yeah. Um, then we go back to Olivia and Isaac, and Olivia's like walking around the house, figuring out that like everybody or that Shelly stole literally everything from them and like robbed her blind. And she's like, complaining and she's like Shelly doesn't know anything about the world and I literally wrote and whose fucking fault is that exactly you were her parent and um, then the door then there's a, the, a knock on the door and it's Annie and she's like hey listen I have to tell you something um I'm your daughter you're my mom I'm your daughter and she's like <laughs> no who paid you and she starts speaking in Romanian or yeah, in Romanian. And she's talking about Dimitri and like says that her name is Magdalena and um, uh, gives her, uh, gives Olivia her phone number. And it's like, whenever you're ready to talk, I'm here. And I wrote, thank God we found out in this episode. Cause like, I could not hold that in anymore. Yeah. 
she went, you are, I can't do the, the vine where it's like, you are my dad, you're my dad. Woogie, woogie, woogie. <laughs> like Annie just popping up to Olivia's house. The other thing is she's like, my dad said that he never stopped loving you. And Olivia freaks out and she's like, he's a liar. They all are. Like, and we see for a split moment, we like see the pain because Olivia is so callous and like so heartless, but you have to remember that Dimitri robbing her and leaving her in the woods so that she committed suicide and turned into an au pair, like that was the beginning of her being heartless. Like she wasn't before that. Yeah. So like this man telling his daughter that like he did actually love her like after everything that she went through, she's like, no, no didn't you don't know men are liars men are garbage but shit bitch facts um then we go back to the rooster poot where all of the new lights and stuff that shelly stole have been added to the stage to make it beautiful and uh ader is playing a song on his guitar and then he gets off stage and he's like it's your turn like you should go up there you should share something and shelly's like that is the most terrifying thing in the world. And he's like, which means you should do it. Like push through that fear. I'm like, he was just being so wonderful. Yeah, and I was she like, said, run towards that barking dog and make your fear your ally. Why do I fucking remember that? It was great. And I wrote, I'm serious obsessed with Ader and how he cares about Shelly after like one minute of knowing her. If it turns out that he... If it turns out that he is not a good person, I'm going to be so angry. Same. You want to know I'm also going to make me angry? That Shelly's going to start to devolve into, like, an actual crush and, like, fall in love with this person. And he's just going to look at her like a daughter or something. And that's going to break my heart. Um, but then he's like, why don't you get up there and read poetry? And she's like, yeah, that's kind of terrifying. He's like, yeah, but you'd be denying the world the beauty of what miss emily dickinson has wrote for us and she was like i'd be a total eeyore if i did that and i was like oh shells um so then she does get up on stage to read her poem and then passes out yeah she went here's a few lines gone and then um (laughs) We go to Price in the box, and he is at the stage of withdrawal where he's hallucinating, and we see baby Price. And it kind of looked like he was in a stop-motion 1940s film project like those rats were. It's like, that's kind of funny. And then, like, Price, like, about to snap out of this weird shit that he's going through, but then he doesn't because Olivia ruins everything. And then he no, Olivia like, didn't ruin everything. Olivia didn't ruin everything. A janitor. No, 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 no. I know that. But I'm saying, but her knocking on the window, and she's like, "Price, are you listening to me?" And he goes, "Fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> like, but goes, so then oh. he's he's like still in withdrawal and everything, and like he's getting close, but he's not there yet. And then a janitor figures out that the switch was locked on accident malfunction and fixes it uh-huh. so the box opens and price runs price he 
books it. Books it. Runs, freaks out, and goes and like takes all his pills again. And then he like them bitches were like the Altoids and just munched on them. Yeah. Um. Then the um. He has a conversation with Olivia where it is confirmed that Olivia does have the weird Upier virus tumor. And um, Price is telling us all the information we need, but also doing it in the most callous and obnoxious and like drugged out way. Yeah. So basically this weird tumor virus, Spivak made it. And he made it with the intention of wiping out all Upiers. And that's what that rap video was. It was a project that Spivak had um, initiated to have um, one thing feed off its own species. And that this pa- it's a pathogen as well. And this pathogen apparently does not affect humans. It only will affect Upier. Yeah. Um. And as far as he knows, it has not affected Roman yet. Um, and we also don't know how it spreads, or and there's also no known known cure for it as well. And there's no there's also no known treatment to even make it easier to deal with. Exactly. Um so then we go back to the bachelorette party and Destiny is still starting to like freak out a little bit. Um, but, and somebody shows up at the door and she's still really, really nervous. And then it's just a stripper. Um, and she ends up having a fun time and I'm like, hell yeah, destiny. Then we go to a scene where Peter and Andreas are at this house and they're going to like find the Croatian guy. And then it turns into an ambush and they like attack Andreas. And I wrote Peter, what a bitch. Cause I thought Peter like double cross Andreas for no reason. Mm-hmm. And then we see why the Croats are so mad at Andreas. And um, it's because he was fucking one of the Croatian girls and like, Basically, was his plug to, yeah, get in she, with the to get in with the Croatians. And then because of her getting in with them, he stepped on them and like gave them fake product and like double crossed them. But the timing of all of this means that not only did he cause the whole war between the Croatians and the gypsies, he also cheated on destiny. Which is why Peter is so upset. And I wrote, never mind, fuck Andreas. And uh, the icing on the cake in this scene is he, the guy at the, the head of the Croatian mafia, he, he was like, he's like, what are your favorite movies? Horror, comedy, porn? He's like, I love comedies. He's like, I like porn, but I love comedies more. And he flips on the projector and it's literally a sex tape of Andreas and with, of this Croatian girl. Yeah. And mind you, Croatian girl and her two parents are also standing there and she looks like she had just gotten beaten yeah and after after the video gets shown um the head Croatian is like 
Um, I want you guys to get on the plane far away from here, and I never want to see your faces again. And if I see them, I'll cut you up and feed you to my dogs. Basically. And then, like, Peter's, like, basically, like, I brought you him. This is over. This ends. No more. My people get hurt. And the Croatian guy agrees, and they shake on it. And Andreas is like, are you, like, kidding me? You're going to do this to me. And he's like, you got my family killed. And no. Like, yes, I'm going to do this to you. This is the only way to stop a war that we did not need to be in. And so um, then they start to drag Andreas away and um, Andreas gets very angry and says some very inappropriately rude things to Peter about him being gay. And I was very upset. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, then they shoot Andreas and both Destiny and Peter feel it. Like neither of them are there, but they both stop and you can see that they physically felt it. And then the episode ends. And that was the only reason why I was like kind of like intrigued for next week. I don't know how Peter's going to explain it to Destiny, how he's going to explain it to the guys. Like, I just really don't know. I, how... I mean, the thing is, explaining it to the guys is not going to be as hard because he's going to be like, yo, like, this is what he he started it. He got us into them. He He's the one who got us caught, like. But explaining it to Destiny is not going to be fun. Especially after a couple weeks ago when Destiny, like, when he tried to tell Destiny, like, that you don't know what kind of person Andreas really is. And she got mad at him. I I think she would believe him because I think the feeling she had been having since she tried to do that spiritual reach out thing that she was doing and it got cut short because of Andreas. I think she has a feeling that she had a feeling that something wasn't finished with that yet. I think she does and have she, a feeling, but that doesn't mean that she's going to forgive Peter. No, she might not forgive Peter, but Peter might also not tell her the full truth. I don't know how he, he cannot. He might say that they cut up to his ass because he did X, Y, and Z with this girl. I don't know. And they stepped on him because of that. So yeah, so next week we have to deal with Destiny finding out Andreas cheated on her and his dad and also uh, Roman fucking his cousin. Sister. Oh, a, sister, yep, sorry. Sister. Oh, <laughs> and, a, and Olivia is uh, dying. She has, cancer. she has Upier cancer this time. Yeah, and also, um, so in this interaction that we had with um, Mr. De La Fuente on the Instagram, um, Courtney had said that watching Price this season was giving her anxiety. And I was like, girl, you've only finished the first two episodes. Imagine how I feel. I finished four. And he said, just wait. (laughs) So So. the man himself declared that he only gets fucking crazier. Perfect. Great. Wonderful. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I think we both can agree that we're punching Andreas in the face for what he did to oh. Destiny this episode. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. No question. No Saving Grace, the the guy with Shelly. What's yeah, his name? Off-market off, off Matthew McConaughey. I feel like these are becoming easier and easier every fucking week. I know. It's like, there's really only one good person in the show. Shelly. Yeah. Everybody else sucks. 
Well, I will also give a nice shout out to Klaus for attempting. Yeah, to, to try and better Price. Yeah, attempting to it's fix it. I thought he was trying to kill him and not help him. I don't know why. Oh, no, I think. Actions at first. I was like, like, bullshit. He didn't. I thought he was going to do like, oh, yeah, you've been containment breach, blah, blah. And then I thought he was going to try and go like, bang, 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 and like shoot him or some shit and then kill no, him because he, he was. He was just trying to get him clean, man. Damn. Um, so if you were just as disappointed as we were in this week's episode, be sure to leave a comment below and let us know how you felt. Or uh, leave us any notifications, any messages on Death and Aliens um, on Instagram or Twitter, which is at Death and Aliens. Or at the Gmail, which is, at Death, which is Death and Aliens at gmail.com. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at E-M-K-A-Y underscore superstar. And I would also like to apologize for the technical difficulties we've been having this week. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll see that I've been having a war with my internet company all week. <laughs> and if you want to give me a follow on Instagram, I'm at Monica.Lynn underscore. And on Twitter at Mon underscore Lynn underscore. Even though I rarely use Twitter, Instagram is probably the place to place to go all right that's all for this we will see you next week bye